It went straight down the middle. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Golf Talk Washington. I remain your ever humble caddy, Josh Kearns. Where the hell did summer go? All of a sudden, it's September. How crazy is that? Hopefully, though, we uh, still have a couple of months left of decent weather before the inevitable hits upon us. And uh, without college football on Saturdays, I guess that means we're going to have a lot more time to play golf this fall. Where are you teeing it up? Uh, Among Washington's best? What is Washington's best golf course? Uh, Is it Sahali? Aldera? Gamble Sands, Chambers Bay, there are lists aplenty out there for us to debate. And we all, of course, have our own favorites, depending on on what our own criteria is, what's fun for all of us. And it's different for all of us. But I was looking uh, this past week at a couple of the lists that are out there. There's Golf Week has a list of, you know, the top courses in Washington with their Raiders go out and they've got all sorts of criteria. Same with Golf Digest. Uh, their quote unquote panelists go out and, you know, every year they rate the top courses in the state. And then, of course, Cascade Golfer Magazine, Brian Beakey does a great job with that as well. And what I love about his list is it's uh, generally just daily fee courses that we can all play. And he polls the actual readers. Um, So maybe a little more subjective, but also I think a lot more accurate and fun. Anyway, this is a conversation that I had recently with a couple of guys that I just love spending time around. Ben Garrett, who's one of the top amateur players in the state. Longtime Sahali member. He's won the club championship out there a number of times. I mean, just bona fide stick. And then bona fide, not so much of a stick, unless you happen to be a bad guy, is Cairo 7's Jesse Jones. Get Jesse. You know him as uh, one of the country's top investigative reporters. And suffice it to say, if Jesse knocks on your door, you do not want to answer. Um, But Jesse is just, he's a golf nut like the rest of us. And he loves talking golf. Well, it turns out, so Ben is an official panelist for Golf Digest magazine. Jesse is an official raider for Golf Week. And we started to have a conversation recently that I wanted to bring to you guys about just what is Washington's best golf course and how do you even begin to decide? So we got everybody together on Zoom recently, and uh, here's part of our conversation. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for doing this. And you know, I, I mean, we could just say, oh, our top five. I'm looking at Golf Digest's list, most most recent one. And, uh, you know, number five, Tumble Creek. Four, Gamble Sands. Three is Aldera. Two, Chambers Bay. One, Sahali, uh, where uh, our colleague Ben has been the club champion several days. You know, and, and you guys have said before, like when we played, you know, you can sort of move one and two, two and three, whatever and all that. Are we in agreement that those are the top five? Ben, what do you think? Are, are those, you know, without a doubt, one through five, Tumble Creek, Gamble Sands, Aldera, Chambers Bay, Sahali, number one, are those the top five in the state? Um, close. You know, if we're talking, this is all very subjective. Subjective as can be when you're talking about your favorite golf courses or the best or uh, whatever you like most about them. Um, I would I would sub out Tumble Creek, which is a great course, but – I think you need to throw Wine Valley and uh, Royal Oaks in there in the top five consideration. So that would give us six courses. Um, Tumble Creek's a, a very nice course. It's beautiful. The back nine plays down to that meadow, and uh, it's pleasant. I've always enjoyed myself there, but it's hard. It's punitive, and it's downright a, a, a wind tunnel, basically. That whole Suncadia Resort is uh, – it's a good spot. It's close. Uh I like what they've done there. I think it's great to have a resort like that 
within an hour and 20 minutes of Seattle, but it's always windy. Um, and it'll kind of beat you down. If you own property there, you say it's windy, uh, you know, just it's only windy in the afternoon. So play in the morning. Well, that's not true. It's always windy. <laughs> a couple of days a month, it's not windy, but that's it. So it's a great course. I'm not saying anything bad about it, but there are several that I prefer more than Tumble Creek, in my opinion. What about you, Jess? I, I, I agree about with Ben about Tumble Creek. And, you know, I've played it four or five times and I've played out in the afternoon there and it's impossible. It's impossible. Uh, trying to hit 11 green in that wind is impossible. It's a, it's a short postage stamp par three. Um, really well bunkered. The, the, the green almost looks like uh, uh, a light bulb. Um, narrow in the front, kind of wide in the back, and you can't hit it. There's no green there. Um, but I think for 12 holes, I think it's a great, great golf course. I just don't like the stuff in the valley. Um, but it is just, in the wind, impossible. Um, but when it's down, it's gettable, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, let me ask you guys this. What is the criteria you use as official raters? Ben, you rate for Golf Digest, Jesse for Golf Week. When you go out there, what are the things? I mean, when I look at a list that says number one is Sahali, number two is Chambers Bay, what is the criteria that you guys use when sort of evaluating whether a course is, that's fine or super fun or it's a great golf course? Well, if I'm doing it for Golf Digest, um, they have about a thousand panelists, is what we're called. And they have a way that that they want you to rate courses. They have eight different categories, and um, you you rate courses the way they want to. They're trying to take a subjective thing and make it as objective as possible, and then they publish all the results uh, and and where the numbers fall down to you know the thousandth decimal place, and they're trying to make a subjective thing objective. So. Uh, still at its core, it's subjective, uh, but we at least have a grading scale that we're supposed to use. So uh, they teach us how to do that. There's a couple webinars every year that you, you brush up on your skills and you learn how to do it the way they want you to do it. And then you go rate the course. Now, personally, um, what's the best course might not be my favorite. Uh, again, this is totally subjective. So when I play a course, there's any number of things, you know, that, that it might endear it to me. And uh, above all, you know, honestly, if you play well, you usually kind of like the course and we're supposed to take emotion out of all the ratings to be totally objective, but it's basically impossible to take all the emotion out of it. Golf's an emotional game. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, the, the, the difficult part for me, and I, I, I read an article today and this really crystallized it for me is when you measure condition as equal to playability and other aspects of architecture, it's kind of hard because for me, I really, like, I'm in love with the routing. Uh, routing to me is one of the most important, how the story is told of your round. And, and to me, that's really important. So Golf Week will not allow me, we've got 10 categories in Golf Week. It won't allow me to make that what I think is 60% of what I think a golf course should be rated on, but we rate, um, you know, we rate the par threes, we rate the par fours, we rate the par fives, uh, we rate the shaping, we rate the routing, um, and we have, there's others, 
stuff out there, but there's conditioning, um, uh, land plan, like how well did they really use the land that they had? Um, because there are some great venues out there. There's a place in Ohio called Longaburger, and it's now called The Virtues. Um, it's in central Ohio. It might be the best Midwest piece of land I've ever seen a golf course on. And the golf course is terrible. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, and, and it's, no, it's, it's actually, you know, you'll find a lot of lists, but it is the biggest missed opportunity you will ever see. I, I tell people to go there to see it because if, if, if anyone else outside of, uh, who is it? Arthur guy did Harbor point. Hills? Um, Arthur Hills designed it. And if it had been anybody else outside of Arthur Hills, that thing would be top 10 every day. So for me, I just like to look at the routing's important to me, um, the shaping is important to me, um, and the land plan is is really uh, important to me. And and Golf Week also has one last thing, and I know I'm going on, has one last category. It's called Walk in the Park. And how how was your day there? Is this a place you'd want to return to? Is this a place where you just had fun being on the property? Uh, and, and that is part of our scale there too. Well, I tell you, I mean, there's no arguing with, as far as like the golf, again, going back to the golf digest list. So Holly, I mean, the three of us played together last month and that to me is just when, when I'm there, I am constantly just giddy with joy. And Ben is, Ben's jaded. He's, you know, he, he, he's only, he's there six to seven days a week, I think. So, um, <laughs> Chambers Bay, you know, I, I, I don't always play my best there, but boy, there is something about looking out. I find myself repeatedly going, this is so cool. And the view and all of that. So maybe not necessarily the best holes for my game, whatever. Um, And then, but I'm going to go back to Gamble Sands because back to what Ben said, golf's an emotional game. And if you play well, you're like, only course that my wife has actually said when we were done, that was so fun. What if we play another 18, which I've been trying, you know, we've been married over 30 years. She said it once and it was at Gamble Sands. Um, uh, and, and so to me, Gamble Sands jumps way up. I don't know if Gamble Sands is really that good in terms of the layout and the different holes. What I remember is I just have a, a shitload of fun every time I play and the ball bounces and rolls and all of that. And so for me, I bump that way up there just based, Ben, back to your point, the emotion of being there and, and the whole total experience versus a quantitative thing, I guess. Absolutely. Well, as Jesse said the other day, uh, Gamble Sands is a slump buster. Uh, <laughs> it's a blast. It's so much fun. And it, and David McClay killed, built it that way. He had done some courses that were really difficult, like Tethero down in Central Oregon. And uh, he said, you know, golf doesn't need to be that hard. Most of the people that play my courses aren't scratch golfers or aren't on the PGA Tour. Might as well make it uh, fun. So I feel like, you know, the the – the ball's all kind of funneled to where you want them to go, whether it's the center of the green and away from bunkers, the ball goes forever out there in the, you know, central Washington desert air. Um, Every time I've played it, it hasn't been too windy. So it's never overly windy and it's wide and you don't lose balls and you just have a blast out there and it's really pleasant. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jess. Oh, and, and they do a really good job of mixing up, a few heroic shots with some actually really fun, stupid, crazy. What's that part three on the back where you have these three huge levels 
uh, on the green. Number 16. Number 16. Now, as a Raider, I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? Right. But about but at 16 on that golf course, you kind of go, you know what? This is actually kind of fun. And so you see it differently, and I rate it differently. I shouldn't, but when it comes down to that category of walk in the park, it's a great walk in the park. It is a great time. Totally. Hey, I want to ask you guys about a course that I have yet to play. Ben just played in the Northwest Open down at Wine Valley a couple weeks ago. Ben, you've mentioned Wine Valley multiple times. And then a bunch of my pro friends who played in the Northwest Open. By the way, nice showing. You you, you played well against these guys who actually get paid to play golf for a living. Um, what is it about Wine Valley, you guys? What you know? Why would I get in the car and drive four and a half hours or whatever it is to go to a singular golf course or single golf course? Josh, well, for I, actually, me- I, I got paid $58 in merchandise certificates. Oh, so. excuse me. <laughs> made a little bit of money. Well, uh, down there, that's one sleeve of Pro-Vs probably at that yeah. with, with the markup, yeah. Right. Dude, that's not the shirt. It's just the logo. <laughs> <laughs> you got to buy it. He's got a hat on. I see it on our Zoom call here. He's got the hat. So he got something for his 58 bucks. Oh, that's, that's a Los Angeles Country Club hat. Oh, nev- oh, oh never oh. mind. Excuse me. <laughs> I left my Bel Air in the Porsche. We can talk about sometime, but um, you know, Wine Valley. Hey, their logo is actually phenomenal. It's like the flagstick that looks like a you know ball opener. It's a it's an amazing logo on that note. But uh, the place is wide. It's generous. There's zero trees. You have all sorts of options and angles, and the greens are huge and they're really complex and they're they're usually pretty fast and a nice condition. And you need to be in the right spots and. It's just a bouncy, fun golf course, usually a little bit of breeze. You can – there are a couple of holes that are always downwind, slightly downhill, and, you know, you can hit the ball well out over 300. I mean, close to 400 yards if you're a long hitter on some of those holes. And it's just a kick in the pants. It's a really fun course. You don't lose too many balls. Uh, it's beautiful out there, the Palouse, the rolling hills. It's just a nice piece of land, and uh, you can see everywhere. And it's, it's like it was just meant to be laid out to be a golf course. It's for me. It's Chambers Bay and the Palouse. It's wide, it's fast, and that's one thing I take away from it. Um, the fairways are quick, the greens are quick, and I love the greens there. I mean, it can get away from you there if you're not putting well. But also looking at the backside, you have a couple heroic par threes. Uh, you do have water on the golf course where you don't really have it at Chambers Bay. Uh, you have a different design mindset there where it's parkland in a way designed on some of the holes it's desert design on a few other holes and a a couple are just completely unique so it's architecturally interesting for me because i think it would have been a lot easier to you know make it scottsdale in the palouse or just kind of make run back and forth and kind of just use the uh, the natural surrounds, but they've, they've really thought about it. I mean, and um, I love it. I really do. Well, and, and Ben obviously loves it because he got 58 bucks. So what, what more could you ask? For? Hey, you mentioned, you mentioned the Palouse, another course I've never been to uh, that I hear great things about Palouse Ridge, which is in the golf digest top 10 um, last year. Thoughts on Palouse Ridge at, at Wazoo. Well, I played it once. It was six or seven years ago. I'd like to play it again. I remember the finish was, a blast. The last four or five holes are really interesting and 
uh, fun and hilly. Uh, you know, perhaps I'm a little biased. I went to the University of Washington. It's <laughs> not my favorite golf course. I don't know if I'd put it in the top 10, but like I said, this is all subjective. I, I thought it was a lot of fun, and you had um... – for a golf course, you know, somebody says it's out in the Palouse, a lot of elevation change on that golf course. Um, and it's another golf course when the wind starts going on that backside in the afternoon. It can be a really, really difficult golf course. But it's fun. Another thing that they've done is you can tell that they've designed it to have a certain maintenance meld that they really don't, um, you know, want to shave the bunkers and have everything cut, cut all nice and tight. Um, they allow to have some mistakes out there in terms of, of the maintenance. And I think some of that helps with the cost. And so it's kind of rough around the edges in that way, but I think that's on purpose. Um, I think it could use some more bunkering out there, but I just don't think they want to spend the money on it. Um, I think the greens could be better maintained. I don't think they want to spend the money on it. Um, but I think if they got that thing cooking, it would be a better golf course. But I think they designed it with uh, uh, maintenance costs in mind. Well, like Ben said, it is Wazoo after all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at going back to this Golf Digest list. To me, there's one glaring omission and one I would pull, move in and out of there. You know, Down at number 10, they have Salish Cliffs. Um, but there's no Gold Mountain on the top 10. And to me, the, I, I still would argue that Gold Mountain is one of the best daily fee courses day in, day out that I've, I've played uh, just around the country, if not the Northwest. Uh, you know, am I being, you know, am I giving Gold Mountain too much credence as, as everything passed it by? Or what do you guys think about Gold Mountain? I think it's a wonderful complex. I love it over there. I would agree with you. It's a top 10 course in the state. It's hosted a couple USGA events. It, uh, often hosts a uh, University of Washington college event. I mean, it's a big boy golf course and it's wonderful carved out of the woods. It's pretty hilly, but it doesn't feel overly hilly. Although hiking out of that hole, once you get done with the 18th hole, you, you go straight up a mountain. I mean, it's nice that someone in the group has a cart. You can hop on the back if you don't have one, but um, <laughs> it's definitely up there in the top 10 in my mind and going over there from being, being in Seattle, I taken the ferry over there playing 36 at Olympic and a cascade and coming back on the ferry is always a really good day. Uh, I've been doing that since I was 12 years old. So I love it over there. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm also looking at the golf digest list and it can easily replace the club. at Snoqualmie Ridge. So, uh, uh, I mean, I have more, I have more of a beef with Snoqualmie Ridge than I do with, uh, Salish cliffs. Um, but yeah, uh, one or both of those have to go for uh, a gold mountain. All right. So as we wrap up our conversation, obviously you, we talked for hours. We could talk for hours about this, but for the, the for listener's sake, um, of course, if you got to take a leak, you can just pause this and then come back and, and push play the magic of the podcast. A course that, that you think people should check out either. We'll go either public or private here. Some people don't have the access that others do, but uh, uh, I, I have a feeling I know what Ben might throw out here. But, of course, we haven't talked about that. You're like, God, if you ever get a chance, you may not have heard of it or you haven't heard much about it, check it out. Ben, what would that be? Well, it's private, but you can oftentimes find a way out there. Um, down in Vancouver, Washington, so it gets associated more with Portland golf, but I would say Royal Oaks. Uh, it's a gem. And and I've met 
you know, scratch golfers that live in Seattle, they go, Royal, what? They've never heard of it. It's a fantastic golf course. Uh, I know, I know Jesse likes it. It's, uh, it kind of reminds me of my home course to Holly, but, uh, it's somehow maybe a little bit more variety. There's some great par threes with water. There's a, a stream that kind of meanders through the property. There's a drivable par four. You got to hit it straight. You got to be, you know, your, your putter has to be on lightning fast, beautiful greens. It's just a really awesome golf course. The kind of course I could play every single day of my life and never get bored of it. And like I said, last time we spoke, it's, it's to me, it's a combination of Sahali and Tacoma. And I mean, come on, we can go all day, but Royal Oaks is for real. I, I, I love that place. And you know what though, for me, the one gym that is really close that makes for a great day. And even once, you know, pre COVID and once we get to post COVID is the Edmonds to white horse back to Edmonds day. Now you can talk about a golf course, but a great day. There are great places to eat, great shopping. You can, you know, back when you could take the uh, the shuttle up to the golf course, you didn't have to drive your car over. The shuttle would pick you up. Whitehorse, we've talked about a lot. It's a, it's a wonderful golf course. Um, if you're missing it, you're missing a great experience. Um, they have a couple honky tonk bars right down there by the ferry dock in Kingston. You come on over. You go to Daphne's. You go to Salt and Iron. You go to Bucatini, and that's the restaurant I'm telling you about. It's awesome um in uh, uh Edmonds and it just makes for a great day and if you're out with your you know your significant one this is to me one of the best days in golf in the region right on i'm going to throw one more out there just you know wrap up for me only because i hadn't played uh for like 20 years trophy lake and i've got an oki card and my wife and i went down there with another friend uh last week and I'd forgotten how fun that golf course is. So uh, not yes. a top, t- not necessarily top 10 or anything, but, but if you haven't been out there for a long time and given how busy all the daily fee courses around here, it was worth, we drove less than an hour, get out to Port Orchard, beautiful conditions. We played under four hours and what a fun track, just a ton of really fun holes. So that, that to me, I guess I'll throw out there if you haven't been out there for a long time. I'll, I'll just throw a trophy into the mix here. I agree with that. That's a good place. It is fun. All right, you guys. So, so wrapping it up, if you could only play, we'll go back to the, the favorite, the top. Oh, you're going to do that, man. You're yes, going to do that to I us. I am. You get you're one. You're going to do it. Jess, oh, you get one round. This is it. You're at, at the pearly gates and St. Peter says, all right, you're coming in, but you get to play one more round in Washington. Where is it, Ben? In Washington. Wow. You know, Chambers Bay is just such a blast. I love it. It's controversial, but I just think it's it's fun. Some people say it was contrived. Well, of course it was. It's building a you know an old gravel pit. Like, yeah, it's it's a big sandbox. It it's awesome. You can hit the ball wherever you want. You find it, you hit it again. It's got some good sideboards. You know, the ball always seems to bounce towards the pin. I played it in some tournaments though, and it can be obviously it hosts the U.S. Open. I mean, it can be incredibly challenging but you know you go there on a saturday or sunday i always seem like i play pretty well down there you make a bunch of birdies and great view it's it's just a blast i'd say in washington state if i had to play one last round it'd probably be at chambers jess i agree um 100 
if I could only play one golf course, though, for the rest of my life, it would be Wine Valley. Wow. There's an interesting criteria. Well, that's, there's all another show. We'll do that. I know. I just had to throw that out there, man. I'm well, sorry. So considering I really want to get an invite back, I'm going to say Sahali. but but no seriously you know what man i mean in terms of if i had one more round of golf to play um i mean i love chambers i love gamble sands i love you know really like aldera but i gotta tell you there's something for me every time because it's so special to me and i remember the pga and the senior open and the women's you know pga and all there is just something about Sahali that every time I'm out there just feels so special that it feels like such a treat. So I'm, I'm going to go with Sahali. And even I'm going to throw in there, Ben, we haven't talked about it all. Everybody's always like South North, South North. I love the East course at Sahali too. Ooh. I yeah. love Ooh. the East course. Yeah. You ask every Look member. Look at you now, man. You get a different answer. That's the high heavenly ground. Yeah, it's a special place. All right, Ben Garrett, uh, when I po- by the time I post this, you will have done something amazing in the Washington State Mid-Am. Uh, Jesse Jones, you will have you know, sent some other asshole to prison. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> See, what's cool about a podcast? I can say that. I don't have to. Um, anyway, you guys, I just love talking golf. I love the passion that we share. And, and I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time. And, and we'll think about something else that will give us an excuse to get together soon. You got Thank it, you. man. Thank you, Josh. All right, there you have it. Ben Garrett, Jesse Jones joining us, Washington's top golf courses. Love to hear from you what you think. Uh, Hit me up on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. No TikTok, no Snapchat. Homie, don't play that, as they say. Uh, Anyway, you know, and also, uh, please, by all means, share, like, subscribe to the show, uh, you know, and and send me your feedback. Would love to interact with you. In the meantime, I'll be back next week uh, with more fun and frivolity to help carry us through the fall and the golf season. And uh, in the meantime, I, I hope you're out, you're getting out there, you're playing a little bit. And when you do, hit them straight, far, and go low. Take care. Take care.